Opening channel 1 Checking security ID Security cleared You are now free to listen to the Comedians Incorporated Audio Podcast on Anchor This is John Rathenowich Welcoming you to the latest episode of the Chameleons Incorporated Audio Podcast, which you're listening to via Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. The same podcast websites, which also play host to the Beyond the Unknown audio podcast, the most recent episode of which was just recorded and uploaded, and which I hope you listen to. Chameleons Incorporated, of course, is one of my two literary franchises which began life as a script that I wrote back in the late 1990s and which I hope would be turned into a TV movie which was a long shot then given the dynamics associated with the entertainment business that script would be transformed into what would be the first ever Chameleon's book Codename Chameleons, which was also the title of the unsold script, first published in 2002. Two more Chameleons novels, Chameleons to the Rescue and Target Chameleons, were published in the past decade. All three Chameleons books you can purchase online from Amazon.com. The first two Chameleons books you can purchase elsewhere online. When you do visit one or more of these online retailers to purchase the Chameleons books, in fact, all of them, nine and still counting, please type my name. Last name spelled L-A-V-E-R-N-O-Y-C-H in their search engines. You can also type my name in the search engines of such websites as Google, Yahoo, Bing, etc. Just to let you know that I'm definitely not a figment of one's imagination. Like Beyond the Unknown, yours truly wants Chameleons Incorporated to be a full-fledged multimedia franchise. The Chameleons Audio Podcast one way to draw public attention towards it without overshadowing the books which remains its backbone. Another's a 
possible big screen adaptation of Codename Chameleons. And I'll mention more about that in a little while. Of course, the success of any and all franchises depend mainly on the public's continued support and not just its fan base, which I hope won't disappear anytime soon. Even during the times that we now live in, and which are in some way more perilous than anything faced by any fictional heroes and heroines, including chameleons and those who occupy their world. And speaking of which, now it's time for the segment of the Chameleons Incorporated audio podcast, which gives you the backstory on one of the many characters that have played major or minor, take your pick, roles in the three Chameleons novels, whenever they be recurring or one-shot. The focus this time around is one who falls into the one-shot category, namely Tyro, one of the key villains in the third Chameleon's novel, Target Chameleons. For those of you who want a copy of Target Chameleons, and those who haven't, will definitely want to purchase it online after you're done listening to this episode. Here's a brief description of the book's overall plot. The chameleons are hired to investigate the reasons behind a car explosion that killed a school teacher who never made a single enemy for all her lifetime. But this supposedly senseless crime that chameleons end up learning is part of a long string of unsolved violent deaths spanning more than just decades, some of them committed by the Gremlin, a costume assassin who would be more likely to exist in a superhero comic book than in a detective novel. And the murders are only one component in a centuries-long conspiracy concocted by the Gremlin's biological father, Tyro. Oh, May I mention that the murder victims are good and noble and dedicated to serving humanity, the kind of traits totally abhorred by those representing evil, the kind who care nothing about human life. As you well know, the subject of immortality, the idea of living forever young for countless centuries, and more, has long intrigued generations, including those who've chosen writing as a profession. James Hilton, Lost Horizon, to give a good example, which takes place in Shangri-La, where those living there never age or die. And while it'd be nice to dream that you're forever young, those of us living in the real world know that That's totally impossible. 
even with the many advances in medicine, science, and technology, including being frozen in suspended animation for a century or more. Of course, if immortality did exist, we know that it'd be a mixed blessing, especially if those who are immortal had to suffer the agony of seeing those relatives and friends who aren't age and die before their eyes. And there's another downside to immortality, especially if those blessed with it pursue goals that are hardly humane and noble, like world conquest. And bending to a tyrant's will can be, in some respects, worse than death. As revealed in Target's Chameleons, Tyro, the mastermind behind a super criminal organization, including a school for training costume supervillains, is a sorcerer who became immortal by drinking an elixir centuries ago after murdering its alchemist creator, a plot element long used in many books films, and TV shows. What makes Tyro anything but your typical immortal villain was that after drinking the elixir, he added a chemical to it, so that those who end up drinking it become not only immortal, but also as evil as Tyro. The same people who ended up following him in the centuries since, both blindly and unconditionally. What Tyro didn't know when he drank the elixir before poisoning it is that it'll only work on those who are good and pure, which Tyro wasn't. Unfortunately, the immortality gained by Tyro and his followers after drinking the elixir doesn't extend to their children and descendants, and that includes not only the Gremlin, but also another of Tyro's son, Dark Omega, which proves that you should never underestimate an alchemist who's more clever and resourceful, not to mention wiser, than even a would-be insurrectionist like Tyro. Now, you'd think that a villain as ambitious and ruthless as Tyro, who has a multi-layered plan for world domination, might actually succeed in that goal. Not unlike those in the real world who've tried to bend the world to their will throughout the century, with tragic and violent results. Unfortunately, there are several factors that Tyro and his followers didn't count on. For one thing, the chameleons finding out and nipping Tyro's plans in the bud. For another, an aging Montreal crime boss who unsuccessfully tried to kill Tyro a few decades ago and who was determined to finish the job, which he and his minions failed to accomplish, thanks in part to the chameleons. And if that wasn't enough, there's also the 666 Committee, the super criminal organization 
whom the chameleons first clashed with in codename Chameleon, whose wrath Tyro incurs during the course of Target Chameleons, and almost succeeds in eliminating Tyro, in which chameleons don't find out, not even after the end of the book itself. By the end of Target Chameleons, Tyro avoids capture by the chameleon, yet doesn't escape justice, as evident by the violent fate that he suffers, for while the elixir he drank made him immortal, it didn't make him immune to any and all injury. And in case you're interested about the inspiration for Tyro's final fate near the end of Target Chameleons, here's a somewhat subtle hint. Please watch the classic Twilight Zone episode. Please watch the classic Twilight Zone episode, one with Walter Jameson, including its final scene. And if you need yet another clue, please look to a certain quotation from British playwright William Congreves, The Morning Bride. Congreves spelled D-O-N-G-R-E-V-E, which mentions the opposite and who should never be underestimated. All the more reasons to visit Wikipedia's website and find out more about what I just mentioned, right? As I said a few minutes ago, Tyro was a one-time villain who pressed his luck one time too many, even when he ended up angering the 666 committee, who will definitely return in future chameleon's novels, and which should be a warning to all would-be Caesars and Napoleon, both real and fictional. Attempting world conquest can be hazardous, or worse, fatal, and not just to your health especially when you face stiff opposition from the likes of Chameleons Incorporated, who are more than they seem to be. Just ask those who own and read copies of all three novels. Oh yeah, and there's another lesson to be learned from reading Target Chameleon. Even if you're an immortal villain, never romance a reality TV starlet. You'll definitely live to regret it. Which should let you know why I hate everything associated with reality TV. Speaking of mass media, as I've told you in past episodes, I had planned to work on writing a revision of the screenplay adaptation of Conan Chameleon this year, which hasn't gone according to plan. For several reasons. One of them, of course, shouldn't be a surprise to those of you who binge watch popular TV shows, attend live performances at theaters and stadiums, and visit your local cineplex to see the latest movie. Namely, the COVID-19 pandemic, which has already crippled much of the world's businesses and movies, TV, live theater, and music concerts are definitely no exception. As you already know by now, things are already difficult, and not just in New York City and Los Angeles, but also everywhere worldwide that supplies much of the world's entertainment. And from what we know as a result of keeping up with the latest news story, it'll no doubt be a bit longer before the entertainment industry fully recovers from this present crisis. So you can understand why I prefer to hold off on writing a screenplay revision of Coldman Chameleon until show business production resumes on a regular basis.
Of course, as we already know, getting back to things as they used to be is virtually impossible. Nobody at that time could have predicted 9-11 a few years after that and how it would forever change the world. Then again, nobody predicted COVID-19 eventual impact on the present day world. There's another reason why I'm putting my Codename Chameleon screenplay revision project on hold. And that's because there's still another creative project that commands my attention, and which I'll talk about shortly. But I can promise you that the idea of a possible Codename Chameleon feature film is still very much alive, and it will become a reality. In the meantime, those of you would love to share your thoughts and suggestions concerning that particular venture, you can please leave a written post and or video message on the Chameleon's official Facebook page, as well as leave an audio message via my Anchor page at anchor.fm slash podcast slash message. That's also where you can let me know what you think of this audio podcast. Not to mention my Beyond the Unknown audio podcast. And soon, I'll upload onto the Chameleon's YouTube channel the teaser trailer for the possible feature film. That alone should pique your interest. I've already mentioned the Chameleons on both Facebook and YouTube, but I'll mention their official website, one of four that I manage via web spelled W-E-E-E. B-O-Y. The Chameleon's website features not only character profiles, but also info concerning the three published books and where to buy them from. And soon, on the Chameleon's website, you'll be able to purchase some of the original artwork which braces it in both print and digital format. All the more reason to visit chameleonsinc.webly.com. And you can also purchase the Chameleon's related artwork on my Etsy shopping page. Etsy spelled E-T-S-Y at Etsy.com slash shop slash high road by Lavinowich. Getting back to the Chameleon's official website briefly, please check out the subpage devoted to the ebook short story, A Mystery Without End which you can purchase exclusively from the Chameleon's website. Download and read on your ebook reader device. The short story's overall plot is connected more or less with the creative project that I'm still working on. The perfect segue for what's coming up next, which will come when you hear the sapping sound starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I'm going to mention another of my four websites that I manage via Webly, namely Creative Fluency, partly because I do want to mention one of my current projects that I hope to have finished and ready for release later on this year, The Genesis Terror. That, of course, is my next book, and it's a suspense novel unlike any that you've read before. As for how different the Janice Terror is, true, the book's overall plot involves political assassinations, but that's only the tip of the iceberg. It's not your typical suspense novel, and it's more than you might think. And after
once you're done reading your precious copy of it, you'll never see many things the same way again. You'll also swear off several things for good. Count on it. You can learn more about the Genesis Terror, not only at johnlabnowitch.wibbly.com, but also the upcoming book's Facebook page. And speaking of Facebook, that's where you'll also find my official page. Of course, I'm also on YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, etc., just in case you're interested. And while you're visiting my Creative Lunacy website, please don't forget to visit some of its other sub-pages devoted to some of my published books, including not only Memories of My Youth and Trio, but also Tales of a Psychiatrist and its follow-up from the psychiatrist's perspective. And you can now purchase the print version of my latest book on Amazon.com. And additional versions will be coming soon. Those books make for great reading, and not just in the summer, just like Chameleon's Incorporated book and the two books associated with my other literary franchise. Namely, Beyond the Unknown, which has brought about not only what else, BQ, but also twists and turns of fate. Those books, in fact, all my published books, you can purchase online. And to learn more about BQ's origins, including the backstories of some of my published short stories that have the same sci-fi and fantasy flavor as BQ, and info on when you'll be able to purchase and own original artwork associated with BQ, you can visit its official website at beyond-the-unknown.wibbly.com Not to mention Facebook and YouTube. And in the next episode of the BTU Audio Podcast, I'll explain a bit about BTU's future. All I'll say is that it's connected to yet another component of BTU as a full-fledged multimedia franchise. Finally, please visit my Picture Shop and Audio and Video Services website at glpictureshop.webly.com where you can purchase and own original lithographs in both print and digital formats, including my latest, which graces the cover of the latest issue of my official newsletter, Lavernowich's Lounge, which you can download on my official website. Not to mention having your VHS home movies transfer the digital format. And I have plans to create and release my first ever video disc in both DVD and Blu-ray format. More news on that in the coming week. And for more lithographs created by yours truly for you to purchase and own, you can please visit my Fine Art America page at fineartamerica.com slash profile slash John dash Lavernowich. And for more picture shop online, please visit its Facebook and YouTube pages. And this brings an end to the latest episode of Chameleons Incorporated audio podcast. 
which I hope that you enjoy, and which I also hope will encourage you to check them out. And after all, this podcast one way to draw public attention to the overall franchise. And please don't forget to support the efforts of not only independent authors, but also artists, filmmakers, podcasters, and merchants. Even during this unprecedented period, you might enjoy what they have to offer. And it's way more entertaining than a certain talking gecko hawking auto insurance. Until next time, thank you for listening, and please stay both safe and well.